All right, Jose, good morning. Let us begin. So we are continuing in Mirza Hashem in Os Ayin, in Sitka Satsadik. So we began this particular piece by the Rebbe in yesterday's shir. And the Rebbe really highlighted this incredibly profound yisod. This idea, just to quote his Lashon again, in the very thing in life in which you find your deficiency, in the very thing in life in which you find you're lacking, that is the thing where the Rebbe says, That is the way that you will come to recognize and to actualize your singular and your unique Milo, your, your unique character trait or attribute or strength. So I'll say, so remember on a basic level, what the Rebbe is really highlighting to us, excuse me, is this idea that, and we've seen this before in Sitka Satsadik, that it's our weaknesses that truly teach us or show us what our actual strengths are. Like we mentioned yesterday, we often think in life there are two buckets, there are weaknesses and there are strengths. But the truth is, there's only really one bucket. There are strengths. There are strengths that I know about, and then there are strengths that I don't yet know about. How do you find out about your unactualized strengths? How do you find out about the co-host you possess but you don't yet know about? Srebzadik posits something amazing. He says, you find that out through the expression of your weaknesses. When you fail, or when you fall, or when you find a weakness in a particular area of life, that shows that weakness is actually a koach that is waiting to be harnessed and rechanneled. He gave the example of Abaye, where Abaye felt that perhaps he was lacking morally because he had such a taiva, or he felt he could not resist the taiva to be able to sin in a particular situation. The Saba, Ivyanavi, shows up and tells him, No, that you, the fact that you're a bal taiva, the fact that you have desires, shows that you possess passion. And that in and of itself, that passion, if channeled in the right way, becomes your greatest strength. So the Rebbe gives another example. So we're on page Kuf Samech Zayin, bottom left hand column, we're reading in the Be'uriah Hasidus, about uh, five lines up. He says, This is incredible. The Pasuk says, After Adam and Chava sinned, so what did they do? They made for themselves clothing out of fig leaves. Clothing out of fig leaves. So in other words, why fig leaves? Why, why, why make themselves clothing out of fig leaves? So the Rebbe says, quoting Rashi, Because the very thing that Adam and Chava sinned with, it's very interesting, by the way. You know, there's a machlokis in Chazal. What was the eighth das tovara? What was the tree? The one thing that everyone agrees with, it wasn't an apple. <laughs> it wasn't an apple. But it's, it's actually interesting. So why is it that the apple is so closely associated with Gan Eden and the fruit? So remember, again, if you fast forward a little bit, if you fast forward a little bit to... Parshas Toldos. And remember, again, we have the story of Yaakov and Esau. And Yaakov dresses up as Esau to go ahead and get the fruit. So Yaakov comes... To get the fruit. To get the brachas. So Yaakov comes in to his father, Yaakov... Sorry, Yaakov comes into Yitzchak. And Yitzchak says, Re'ei, Re'ach b'ni kereach hasode. 
the scent of my son is like the scent of the field. And that was a compliment. Rashi says a compliment. After you go hunting, everyone knows, after you go hunting, the smell of the slaughter is disgusting. It's terrible. So Rashi says over there, like an apple orchard. Like an apple orchard. And Rashi says, the scent of the apple orchard is the scent of Gan Eden. So somehow the, the scent is the same. So kind of that association over time leads us to think that the fruit that Adam and Chava ate was an apple. But in fact, again, this and Chazal. Was it wheat? Was it grapes? Was it te'inim? Was it figs? Interesting that the machlokis all revolve around items that are shiva saminim, seven species of eretz. So, but in any event, we'll go with the pasuk shot that they eat from a fig tree. They eat a fig. That the fig was the forbidden fruit. So listen to this. So da'hainu ba'chilas aprivet right kibbo atzmo niskenu. So we'll see. See here, Reb Sadik says, here's the expression of my idea. Remember. The very thing with which they sinned was the very thing through which they were remedied. They ate from the fig tree, they ate from the te'ina, and ultimately, again, what covered their nakedness, what covered their quote-unquote shame in the aftermath of the sin? The fig tree. The fig tree. Bo niskinu atzmo bekach sha'asu me'ale eitateina chaguros kedei lechassos es page kuf samiches es marameim. The davka mikach lamdu chazal she'eitadas haya eitateina. So Rabbi says something absolutely amazing, and and this, I I think that this is an incredible chiddush. Rabbi says, how did Chazal know that it was a fig tree? How, how did they know? From where do they get this idea that the forbidden fruit was a fig? Forbidden, which was say such a musr, by the way, such a musr. To throw it all away for a fig. If it was a steak with a nice bottle of wine, I hear the taifa, right? To throw it all away for a fig. We're both saying, don't we do that every single day? We throw it all away for a fig. The things that we think are worth it to sin for in life, right? The shortcuts we think are worth it. We look back and we say, oh my gosh, I threw away opportunity. I threw away Ruchnius. I threw away Kiddusha. For what? For what? For a fig. But you know, in the moment, the fig looks like the most enticing thing in the world. So Rabbi says, how did Chazal know that the forbidden fruit was a fig? Where, 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 where did they glean that from? Where did they get that from? So Rav Tzadik posits, and this is really an incredible Kiddush, Rav Tzadik posits that Chazal worked backwards. The fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu clothed Adam and Chava in the Alei Te'ina, in the fig leaves, taught Chazal that it must be that the fruit they ate was the fig. Why? Because Rav Tzadik says, here is always the model. The thing with which you ruin yourself with, the thing with which you sin, becomes the very thing through which you are uplifted and remedied. That's the way life works, says Rab Tzaddik. So if they were remedied with the fig leaves, the, it must mean, says Rab Tzaddik, Chazal understood that they sinned with the fig as well. So this model, this model that Rab Tzaddik is espousing is, is an incredibly profound one because essentially what Rab Tzaddik says again is that the very things with which we sin, 
the very things through which we go ahead and sometimes spiritually demolish ourselves become the very things through which we are able to attain unprecedented levels of growth. Let's finish this section. Listen to this. This is, this is, so we'll say, before we get to this piece, so again, I just want to crystallize this idea that Absadik is creating a model. And the model is, the thing with which you destroy is the very thing through which you build. The thing through which you sin is the very thing which is responsible for the creation of a beautiful spiritual edifice. When we sin, we see weakness. When we sin, we see fractures in the spiritual edifice. When I sin, I now know what's wrong with me. If I know, it was, I've given this much like lahavdil, lahavdil, person's not feeling well. Person's not feeling well. The only way to remedy illness is how? It's how? Right? But before the medicine, right? Okay, assuming you're not self-medicating, right? Before the medicine, what, what do you need to do? You have to, you, you have to get a diagnosis, right? In other words, if I'm suffering from chronic pain, if I'm, su- no, am I wrong on this one? <laughs> if I'm suffering from chronic pain and I just keep taking medication, right? And then I realize, well, I know, why am I not getting better? I'm taking all this medication. Well, because maybe you're taking the wrong medication. Maybe you don't know what the problem is. In other words, that if, if I don't know what the diagnosis is, and I, I mean, if I, have a, if, I, if I fall and I break my arm, and I take Advil, and I realize, I don't know, why am I not getting better? That's because the bone hasn't been set. In other words, just because you're taking something that has a curative effect, doesn't mean it's going to work for your particular malady. So the incredible Yisoda Lai says of Tzaddik is, I have to know what's broken in life, in order to fix it. Well, how do you find out in life what's broken? How do I find out what I have to fix? That, says Reb Tzaddik, is the beauty, it sounds strange, but the beauty of sin. The beauty of chait is chait tells me exactly what's broken. And if I know what's broken, I now know what it is that I have to fix. So I both said, that's what Absadik says. It's the very thing that undermines us that becomes the very catalyst for growth. We'll have to stop over here. We're going to pick up tomorrow morning with an incredible example by Mashiach. Tomorrow, we'll say tomorrow morning, Mashiach and Tchias Amesim. Mashiach, Tchias Amesim, tomorrow morning at 5.45. Probably could that be on time. Don't miss it. Yes.